the Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Freddie Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, True Life. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. The Bible says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. I'm going to stop right there. The Lord God, Jehovah Elohim, formed man. Now, I want to talk to you today about true life. True life. Just by the mere fact that I that the Lord put true on him means then that there is a life that's not true. So God, the Lord, formed man. That's where man came from. God formed man of the dust of the ground. Not the clay dirt, dust. Same kind of particles that for the most part, all things being equal, that you get your pledge and get off of your coffee table. Dust. God formed man of the dust of the ground. Second thing God did is that he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. That ought to tell us right there that life is just a breath. If you don't believe it, stop breathing. So the breath of life came from God. And, and if you used to look at TV programs, uh, you already know that when a baby is born, one of the first things that happen is for the doctor to hit them on the backside so they can start crying or breathing, as it were. That's very important. Now, all the stuff that we see going on around us today, all the killing, all the robbing, all the home invasion, all of the pandemic, all of the uh, young people dying young, uh, all this stuff that we see was not there in the beginning. Now, we know that eventually, you know what happened in the flood came and all that and violence filled the earth and the Lord sent the flood. We got that. But when God made man of the dust of the earth, the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils, into his breathing spaces, the breath of life, man became a living soul. Now, everyone who is born even today 
is a living soul. But however, they are dead in trespasses and dead in sin because of what Adam and Eve did. Which means then that the breath that we are now breathing can only give us or anybody else physical life. And you know that's just the beginning of it because there are some people that are breathing on ventilators. There was a case where people a uh, long time ago, I don't remember her name, but she was on a ventilator and stayed on that ventilator for years. She wasn't breathing. The machine was breathing for her. And they took her off of the ventilator and she died. So when we think about the breath of life, we're thinking about what is attached to our body, what, what our lungs are, are taking in and breathing out. That's it. Now, if that's all man has, man only has a physical life. And when he stops breathing or however that shakes out, that man is dead and gone. Now, watch this. Everyone without Christ, they're already dead. Some of them are flying planes 40,000 feet in the air right now. Some of them are driving 18-wheelers. Some people are driving cars. They have physical life, but they're spiritually dead. So in order for a person to be born again in this economy, in this lifetime, in this day, the breath of the Holy Spirit must enter into that person's human spirit. And that's what it was about on the day of Pentecost. So anyone without Jesus. They are spiritually dead. And physically alive. So what is true life? True life is Christ. True life is in Christ. And if a person does not have Jesus Christ. They do not have a true life. They are only existing. So what we're going to do, we're going to run a plethora of scripture and we're going to, by the grace of God, see the true essence of true life. Now, where a lot of people are today, I call it a bad spot. Luke chapter 12. In Luke chapter 12, and if you would key in on that 15th verse. Luke 12 and 15 was an incident that came up in the life of Christ as he was walking upon this earth. And you know, people go crazy behind stuff. Oh, yes, they do. Amen. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 12, and if you would key in on verse 13. The Bible says, and one of the company said unto him, Master... Speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. Because Papa died. And he said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? He didn't come at that time to do that. Verse 15. And he said unto them, 
Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Whoop that is. There are a whole lot of folk that are idol worshippers. Oh no, they're not carved in stone and all in the front yard and in the backyard. They worship in houses. They worship in one another. They worship in cars. They worship in everything but the true and living God. It's good to have a nice place to stay. A good bank account. A nice house. Because the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And he added no sorrow with it. We must as believers understand that we are living a life that must be rightly divided by scripture so that our actions and attitudes can line up with who we say we are. We're not supposed to be worshiping silver and gold. We're to worship God. And out of that, God will sin and give us silver and gold. So true life is not in an object. In a man's life does not consist of the things in which he possesses. So you remember the, 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 the thing with the rich young ruler. He went away very sorrowful. And the Bible says because he had great riches. We'll flip the script. Great riches had him. There are some people that the Lord has tremendously blessed. And a lot of them go to church every time the door is open. They refuse to tithe. They refuse to give God an offering. And you have to ask people, what, what are you doing? What, 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 is your, what, what is life to you? What is life to you? With the prodigal son, it was part and hearty. That was his life. I used to have one of them. <laughs> now look at me over that man. You too. So a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things that he possess. Now flip the script because in days like these, a lot of people are possessed by their things. There's a man over in Queensboro a few years ago shot a young man. I don't know if he killed him or not, but he shot him. And the reason that he shot him is because the young man took a shortcut and came across his lawn. That's the piece of real estate that he worshipped. It's good to have your grass cut and all that, but are you worshipping the place? We have to keep God God. Thank him for the things that he's given us. Be good stewards. Wash the car. Keep your teeth in your head. Good stewards. But God is God. And so therefore, we have to understand that a lot of people have gone overboard with things. So when we talk about true life and we're talking about God making man, see, all of this was not going on when God made man and formed him from the dust of the ground. So what am I saying? In days like these or days before these and certainly days after these, we have to keep our priorities straight. We have to. So that we won't be possessed with things. Take care of things. Take care of what God has blessed you with. But that's not God. So true life is not in an object. It's in a person. Grace is not just a word spoken. It's a person. Mercy, ask Bartimaeus, is a person. 
So everything we need is in Jesus, and he's that person. Okay, so then look at verse 23. In, in Luke 12 and 23, the Bible says, the life, well, let me back up verse 22. And he said unto his disciples, now that's who we are. If we have trusted Christ, we are his disciples. He is our teacher. And at some point, we have to put into action what we have been taught. And skip personalities. Because people are who they are. So, so, so in verse 22, and Jesus said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, be not anxious for your life. Now here he's talking about our journey here on earth. If they are laying off and, 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 you know, they are doing this and that, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. It doesn't make sense being a child of God, all things been equal, and living an upside down life, a life filled with turmoil, a life filled with anxiety, a life filled with, with high blood pressure trying to take your skull off the top. That's not what the Lord would have for us. So therefore, when Jesus here talks about life, he's talking about man's journey here on earth. And so therefore I say unto you, be not anxious for your life, what you shall eat, neither for the body, what you shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. So, you know, he didn't say don't dress up and look nice. He just said don't let that be your end game. Don't let, don't let clothes be what you're all about. Don't, don't let your car, your house be what you're all about. Don't let your status in the community be what you're all about. Life is to be live with contentment. Be content with such things as you have. But some people, enough is never enough. And they never settle down to live and to enjoy the benefits that the Lord has blessed them with. There are some people, they don't have to be working all that overtime. They did that when they were younger people. Now they had a liniment at their workstation. Now you, you're... So at what point do you enjoy the benefit, the blessings of the Lord? Because if I got a penny, that means you can't have all the money. And no matter what we have, somebody always has more or someone always has less. So don't get caught up in thinking that your life is in your car, your house, your bank account. No, life is in Christ. All right, moving right along. Now, people have to decide whether or not they're going to trust God in their prayer life or whether they're going to trust God as they move through this life. And see, this life that we now live, we have to be confident that no matter what comes upon us, that there's a word from the Lord. That, that it is impossible. Hallelujah. It is impossible for any of us to have a situation 
or situation that's not clearly defined somewhere in this word. Mm -mm. Galatians 2 and 20. In Galatians 2 and 20, you'll find these consecrated words. So now we know that God breathed into our nostrils the breath of life and uh, when man turned on God and went the other direction, you know, it's been going downhill ever since. And many are saved, but not all. Because some folk don't want to be saved. They enjoying their life just like it is. Okay? In Galatians 2 and 20, watch this. I am crucified with Christ. Now, let's go, let's go stop right there. Let's go back to God forming man from the dust. Okay? Now, man has physical life. And it's been a long journey all the way from the Garden of Eden to where we are in Quinny Quinny. It's been a long journey. People have died. People have been killed. Earthquakes have happened. All of this other stuff along the way has happened. So what God did, before he ever breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life, he had already decided that Jesus Christ would die for the sins of the whole wide world. So in all of this hurricane-like attitude and all of this stuff that's going on, there's a cross. There's a cross. There's God's mercy. There's God's peace. There's the blood of Jesus. There's God's power. So is anything too hard for the Lord? No, because there's a word for that. So if a person wants new life, that person will have to be crucified. Because you have to die to the old one. Hello? Yes. Now, if you're still cussing people out after 15 years, it, it's something wrong, not with the people. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's something wrong with you. Because we should die daily. Some stuff we need to let go. Need to let go. And there's another realization. You cannot take everybody with you. If some folk... You won't be able to carry with you. You can cry. You can fall out. You can fast. You can do this. But one thing that oftentimes we omit. And that is this person has a will. And God is almighty. And guess what? He ain't changing nobody's will. That's why Jesus said. Whosoever will. Come. So this ain't about making nobody get saved. This ain't about making nobody come to church. This ain't about making nobody come to Christ. This is reasoning with people that if the Lord was to come through that door right now and take out of here only those who belong to him by the new birth, would you be left in your seat? You have to reason with people. So therefore, in uh, Galatians 2 and 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Now that's, that's true life. And the life which I now live in the flesh, in this body, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Jesus had the faith to give his life, to die, to be buried, to shed his blood 
to raise again. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, when you talk about living by faith, we have to admit, we blow it sometimes. The Apostle Paul said, I'm not perfect, but I follow after. So there's no need of me condemning myself because I missed the mark. Because I have a fountain filled with blood and is drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And if I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive my sins. And as we learn the word, what we find out is that God's word is sufficient enough to take care of whatever is going on in our life if we believe it. That's how we grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus. So because we cuss somebody out or we, you know, treat somebody bad, you know, that we don't walk away from Christ. We never walk away from him. He's everywhere. What happens is that our willpower to go on cease because we messed up. And a lot of people, I remember when we were renovating this place right here, there was a young man in here, and um, he was a white guy. And I asked him, I said, uh, do you go to church? And he says, I used to. I said, well, why don't you go now? He said, I, I can't go back to that church. I said, why? He says, because I messed up. I, I sinned. I I got out of the will of God. I say, well, do you know that there's forgiveness with God? He said, yeah, but the, the people won't. I, I can't go back to my church like that. I say, well, that's the church you don't need to go back to anyway. See, we get so high and lifted up until we become everybody's judge. And we think if a person miss it, then they're, they're kicked out. They're forever abandoned. It's not that way with God. Because he didn't do you like that. And I believe somewhere in this Bible, it, it asks a question. If God was to number sin, who would be able to stand? Hmm? Do you want to stand right now so we can see what a fool look like? We all need the Lord. Amen. Ain't no big eyes and little U's. So Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. Now, that's the old nature. And you have to be careful with these so-called modernistic Teachers that claim you don't have no, no, no old nature now. Let me tell you something. Men, you can look at a woman and undress her just looking at her. Amen. And sitting right there listening to the choir. Same thing with women. Sin ain't no different between a man or a woman. Sin is sin. So this is what I'm saying. It, 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 we, the day that Christ was crucified, were crucified with him. That's before we came to Christ. The way was already made. Hallelujah. The way was already made. So none of us can stand in the presence of God and justify doing wrong. We can say whatever we want to say, but it ain't going to make it right. So Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. Now this is the same guy that persecuted the church. Yes. 
Same one that went through all those changes and then went to Damascus and met Jesus at high noon. So don't tell me God can turn Al Capone around. If Al want to be turned. So we we got you, you know, we got to get off all this stuff. I can't believe it. Let me tell you something. As long as you're on this earth, you're gonna have flesh. Your flesh will make a clown out of you. I remember this commercial on TV. We moving on. Uh, this one was on the on a cell phone, and she was talking to another woman, and a glitch was in there, and she was talking to the woman about going and meeting a group of people and uh... today's message true life fc3123 fc3123 is now available on cd for only ten dollars and it may be purchased by calling know your bible at 318-938-1885 or you can mail in your request to the know your bible radio broadcast 7480 greenwood road shreveport louisiana 71119 or email us greenwoodacres at Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is... I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you say those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. 
Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.